Oh, another day in clown world. Just another day in clown world. What's up, guys? Good to see you. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a good Father's Day. What shall we be talking about this evening? Well, we've got Trump's interview with Brett Baer of Fox News. We're going to be taking a look at some clips from that. Apparently, they got into a little heated debate over the rigged elections, and Trump calling out Fox News on Fox News. It's pretty glorious. We'll take a look at that. Biden in San Francisco today with some... Just He's shot. He's done. He's done. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. So we got a statement from him we'll look at. Um, Schumann resonance. I want to take a moment to discuss that because some people are freaking out over this. Uh, these readings from a particular monitoring station in Russia. Readings have been all like wonky and weird for a day or two, but I found other monitor stations one in italy and one in germany and those readings are fine those stations aren't picking up anything weird so what i think's going on is that this one particular station in russia is just having some instrument malfunctions probably recalibrating or whatever and uh, people aren't digging deeper into this they're seeing the wonky readings and just freaking out over it and thinking like I don't know, the Earth's blowing up, or Ascension is here, whatever the case, right? So, we'll look at that, and what else, what else? Um, just a variety of other stories, too. Oh, this one's funny. Apparently, you're, you're familiar with the Bohemian Grove, you know, kind of a OG conspiracy theory from back in the day. Not quite as relevant anymore, or talked about anymore, but apparently the whole Bohemian Grove meetings still happen on a yearly basis, though Bohemian Club is still a thing. And the workers at the Bohemian Club are suing the club because whenever they work, whenever all these elitists come in and do their big meetings and the wait staff and the valet drivers have to work, apparently they work like 16-hour days and they don't get any break and they don't get any overtime pay and they're all pissed off, so they're suing Bohemian Grove over it. <laughs> Pretty funny. I mean, what do you expect when you're working for the snobbish political elite class? You're going to get treated like the slave that they think you are, right? But anyway, look at that and a few more stories. What's up, chat? What up, Rumble? Thanks for the gold pills over there on Foxhole Porpoiseful. Foxhole fam tuning in. D Live. I don't know if the D Live stream is going right now. D Live chat. Give me a thumbs up if the feed's going on over there. I'm seeing a couple of comments talking about CERN on Rumble. Quite honestly, I think CERN is kind of a nothing burger. I think it's one of those stories that's blown out of proportion by the conspiracy theorists on social media that are half paranoid and half bored. So they want to get excited over any little thing they can, and they let their imaginations run wild about stuff. But yeah, quite frankly, I think CERN is more of a clickbait nothing burger than anything. Um, yeah, there might have been some weird like insignia at their unveiling of it and whatnot, weird ritual thing. But in terms of the actual experiments that are done there, they use they they're using standard model physics 
dynamics to try to like smash particles together. It's really, you know, it's really leading them nowhere, honestly. And they're trying to do these like dark energy, dark matter experiments. Dark energy is a freaking facade. And you would think if CERN is that public, then the more important stuff is going to be held elsewhere. Think of it that way. Plus, I think CERN, the main goal of it, is just to be a big money pit. I mean, it costs how many tens of billions of dollars that these scientific organizations are making on the thing. It might be a slush fund. They might be using CERN as some sort of slush fund or um, something of the sort. But I don't think they're going to, you know, you see the crazy conspiracies on it run wild on social media. They're, they're breaking another bringing another dimension onto Earth, and there's going to be a bunch of evil spirits that come out of it and all sorts of crap like that. Nah. Uh, I actually had a... I did a video on CERN a year or two back, and I actually had... It was interesting. I had a scientist from CERN reach out to me, and he was like, yeah, you know, your your takes on it are pretty legit. The It's just a bunch of grant money that comes into this place that goes to nowhere it's just it's just like a glorified money pit and the science they're doing there is really kind of like mainstream standard model bunk science so it's kind of a it's kind of nothing there anyway um let's go ahead and just get to it i want to talk about a sponsor of today's show if you're looking for cbd if you're looking for any kind of cbd product I would highly suggest checking out Natural Hemp Oil. You can find a link to them in the description underneath this video, but they make a lot of very quality CBD products. They make a hemp oil, and it's it's good priced, too. There's a lot of CBD products out there that are ridiculously priced. You can get a pretty solid 500 or 1,000 milligram tincture of this stuff for decent prices. They've got hemp oils, unflavored, flavored uh, CBD oils, and they also make pain relieving balm too i've used their pain relieving balm before and it works pretty well uh, they've got pet products beauty products all kinds of a variety of products with cbd infusions uh, go check them out naturalhempoil.com again link will be in the description underneath this video and then go find me on locals too i think tomorrow i'm going to be doing a live stream on locals i'm going to be streaming on locals maybe late morning i'll let you guys know the time I'll post to Telegram and True Social and Twitter the time when I'll be streaming tomorrow morning. But uh, you can find that stream there and then other videos on Locals by following me there. So today's stories. Happy Juneteenth. Yet another virtue signaling holiday they're trying to force onto the American public. And lo and behold... At Juneteenth celebrations across the country in a variety of states, there were violent outbreaks at these virtue signaling woke protests, protest celebrations, whatever they were, uh, violent happenings all over the country. Just tends to be what happens when you get a bunch of woke, angry woke folk together that don't know how to control their emotions and get all upset and triggered over everything. And it looks like literally here they were triggered in some instances. Then we had Father's Day on Sunday. Happy Father's Day out there, by the way. Look at what NPR did here. National 
public radio, national propaganda radio. I love how my tax money is going to this propaganda. And look what they're posting here. Look what they're writing. Navigating pregnancy as a transgender dad. Uh, Caden was surprised to learn he was pregnant because he's a she. He's a she. In 2013, this dude, I guess. It gets so confusing. Good God, this this pronoun thing, genders, and it just gets confusing, doesn't it? They like call themselves transgender men, transgender women, and you're just trying to find out what they were born as. <laughs> like, um, 2013, Caden had top surgery, a double mastectomy, and had temporarily stopped taking hormones for the procedure. Doctors told him he couldn't get pregnant, but a few years later, assuming he'd been taking hormones long enough to avoid another pregnancy, he found out he was expecting again. Dude, what is this weird... Uh, I mean... You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Did the dude just misgender him? The dude... It's just absolute insanity, right? How did... I have so many questions. I have so many questions. So you're telling me this woman who calls himself a dude, it was a few years after his procedure he stopped taking the hormones for that got pregnant? And then if you're a dude and you you're knocking boots how do you get pregnant obviously you're you're a female doing the dirty with the dude yet you're gonna identify as a... this hurts my head i can't talk about this anymore all right let's check those schumann readings so this is the russian website this is a russian monitoring station that most people go for, for Schumann resonance readings. Real quick, if you're not familiar with the Schumann resonance, what it is, is basically a measuring of extremely low frequencies of the ionosphere of the Earth. And what creates the Schumann resonance is um, basically lightning all over the planet. Lightning goes off all over the planet. It sends these low frequency electric pulses into the ionosphere and you can read those pulses and typically the Schumann resonance resonates at about 8 hertz sometimes it can spike up to higher hertz readings and there's a little bit of a debate out there as to whether and how much the Schumann resonance actually influences us You'll see some sources say, oh, the Schumann resonance is a nothing burger. It doesn't have any effect on humans or human consciousness. There's other sources that state all sorts of, you know, what I think are over-exaggerated takes on it. Like, oh, the Schumann resonance affects every single thing about our brains and our consciousness. Um, I, I think it does have somewhat of an effect because they found when astronauts go out 
past the ionosphere into low earth orbit when they don't have a Schumann resonance to entrain their brain waves to, that they do start seeing effects in their consciousness. But I don't think the Schumann resonance has quite the effect as, say, a lot of New Agers might think, uh, spiritualist type people might think. So I do think there's somewhat of an entrainment, but not that much. Anyway, back to this reading. This particular Russian station, um, you can see the readings here just went weird. Went all weird over the past day and a half or so. Day, day and a half. A lot of people on social media saw this and started flipping a bitch over it, thinking that, oh my God, there's these huge energy waves hitting the earth. And I, I've seen some really out there takes. Oh my God, ascension is happening. All this sort of stuff. Uh, here's the thing. When I first saw this graph, I noticed that there was a blackout period right here for about two hours. You can see in the middle of this chart, it just goes black. That means the instruments went offline. That means whatever sensors or instruments that this monitoring station uses just went offline for a moment. And as soon as it came back online, you can see it went wonky. Now, Today, I found some data, some websites of some other monitoring stations. This monitoring station is from Italy. And uh, this right here is their Schumann resonance chart. And this particular uh, spectrogram is not showing anything peculiar, not showing anything unusual. Uh, here's another monitoring site I found from Germany. And this one, same thing. Uh, here's their spectrogram for the Schumann resonance. And nothing really out of the ordinary here. They're not getting the same wonky readings that this Russian station is getting. So what I think is happening is that a couple of days ago, there was a solar storm. There was a minor uh, geomagnetic storm that happened on our planet caused by a M-class solar flare off the sun. And what I think is that that solar flare probably... Uh, knocked these sensors offline at this Russian station. And as soon as these sensors came back online, it was probably trying to recalibrate itself. And they just having been having some difficulty for the past couple of days uh, getting their sensors back to normal. So I think this is kind of a nothing burger. Nevertheless, you'll find a lot of really out there takes all across various social media platforms about this one. But you know me. I like to rain on people's parades when it comes to fun conspiracy theories. Good old Jordan shitting on the party. Uh, but yeah, critical thinking over emotional clickbait every day. All right, so Joe Biden in San Fran, his favorite place to be, I assume, anywhere in California. They love him there. Joe Biden was in... The Bay Area today doing some campaigning, campaign stops. Speaking of which, uh, over the weekend, oh man, I have to do a clickbait of the week episode. Oh my God. This week for sure, I'll be doing a clickbait of the week show because Schumann Resonance, friggin' Biden whistleblower dead, friggin' 
normal annual National Guard trainings going on. And then people are finding videos of, oh my God, there's a tank going down the street or something. Ah, oh my God. Martial law is getting declared. Anyway, my point here is that over the weekend, there was a few videos going viral on social media of like some helicopters in the sky and an armored personnel carrier going down the highway or uh, military equipment being transported on a train. There were some videos that went just nuts on social media over the weekend, and people were freaking the F out, man. They were freaking out, thinking that martial law was getting declared, that Joe Biden's gonna arrest a bunch of us, or people were spinning it the other way. Oh, Trump's commander-in-chief, and he's gonna arrest the deep state, and all sorts of stuff. People going nuts over it. Um, it reminded me a lot of back in the 20, like 2013 to 2015 time frame when a bunch of the social media conspiracists were freaking out over all of us getting rounded up in FEMA camps. But uh, <laughs> good times, good times. Good old Alex Jones, they're going to put us in FEMA camps. That was InfoWars back then, really pumping that clickbait. Anyway, one of the videos... That went viral was these uh, this military training going on in the Bay Area, and it was an Osprey. Uh, let me see if I can find the video here real quick while I talk about it. But there was some uh, military equipment, some Osprey craft. Ah, here. We go. Boop. Boop. There it is. So this was in California. This is in the Bay Area. There was some, these are called Osprey Rotorcraft. They're like helicopter slash planes, hybrids. But uh, these were in the Bay Area. And you can see people were freaking out. It's getting serious. What is it? They're going after the deep state. What's going on? Um, this was military training for Joe Biden's visit this week. That's what was going on. The military was just doing preparation training for Joe Biden's visit. Nothing really out of the ordinary about this one. So that leads us into Joe Biden visiting the Bay Area. And oh my God, he's just done. He's so done. This was him today, mind you. Today in 2023. Listen to what he said. And maybe most important, I'm committed that, that by 2020, we will have conserved 30% of all the lands and waters the United States has jurisdiction over and simultaneously reduce emissions to blunt climate impact. By, by when, good sir? And maybe most important. By when? I'm committed that, that by 2020, we will have conserved 30% huh. of all the lands and waters the United States has jurisdiction over by three years ago, we will have conserved 30% of all the lands and waters that America has jurisdiction over. Yeah, right? God save the queen, man. God save the queen, man. <laughs> uh, and then NBC. Holy shit, they're doubling down on Biden. Oh my God. 
NBC, this is going to be their tactic for rushing Joe Biden into the Democrat, through the Democrat primaries, is just ignoring RFK Jr. They're going to completely ignore RFK Jr. and hope that nobody thinks or speaks about him. Yes, I agree, chat. Joe Biden is a total potato. Total potato, for sure. Is part of a trajectory, right? You start with the base, maybe save money uh, until you actually get a serious challenger because you don't have one in the primary. Um, and and just wait for the general to really ramp things up. What do you make of it, Susan? Well, you know, Joe Biden has the great luxury of not having a credible primary opponent. As Matt, the same situation Matt faced with George W. Bush, it's the situation George, his father... What? What an odd thing to say. No serious contender in the Democrat primary? There's a... There's this dude out there. His name's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Have you heard about him? Have you heard about him? You know, he's doing podcasts. He's doing the biggest podcast in the world right now. Russell Brand, Joe Rogan. He's going on everybody's show, getting bajillions of views. His name is everywhere right now. Wait, you're telling me Biden doesn't have a serious challenger? You know, there's some polls coming out showing that RFK actually is getting more approval. Could possibly is could already beat Joe Biden in many Democrat primaries. This is crazy. This is insane. Insane. Good old USA Today. Susan Page from USA Today. Ooh, what are some of those books behind her? Wonder if there's any messages with those ones. Watch there be like a JFK book behind her head. <laughs> Does it? No. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, she's trash, garbage. RFK Jr., obviously, making a run for the Democrat side of things. And actually doing a damn good job, by the way. A damn good job. Let's be honest. RFK is really shaking up the left wing. That might be his goal all along, is to get in there and shock the shit out of some lefties. The lefties out there who just hate Trump because he's Trump, right? Maybe they'll listen to a person who just has a D next to their name. Even if a lot of what this person is saying is almost exactly what Trump is saying. Oh, I'll listen to this guy just because he calls himself a Democrat. Ah, tribalism, man. All right, let's have a listen to some of what Trump is saying on Brett Baer's show. His Fox News show. This interview is airing tonight. Just came out a few minutes ago. We got some clips from it. Our first clip, Trump is saying that he's not a fan of Fox News anymore. And one thing happens, I find, with me that I think didn't happen so much with other presidents. Um, Call it glamorous time, call it whatever. But with me, 
The Times, The Washington Post, various people, even Fox, because, you know, I'm no great fan of Fox anymore. They fought me. They fought me very hard. Well, you've got to get your word out somehow, right? They fought me very hard in 2016, very much the way they're fighting me now. Very, very hard. And I won. Then they became very nice. And one thing... <laughs> got to get the words out somehow, right? Brett Bear, but you're doing an interview with us. Got to get the word out somehow. Ooh, this is the clip I wanted to watch. Trump sparring with Brett Bear on claims the 2020 election was rigged. Yes. What do you say to that female independent suburban voter who feels that way to win her back? First of all, I won in 2020 by a lot, okay? You know, Let's get that straight. I won in 2020. You know that this, and if you look at all of the tapes, if you look at everything that you want to look at, you take a look at Truth to Vote, where they have people stuffing the ballot boxes on tapes, or let's go to recent. Well, wait a minute. Let's go to recent. FBI Twitter. Let's go to recent. The 51 agents. All corrupt stuff, Brett. Understand about all, the Hunter Biden. Well, no, but that's cheating on the election. But that's cheating on the election. You lost the 2020 election. Uh, Brett. Uh, you take a look at all of the stuffed ballots. You take a look at all of the things, including things like the 51 intelligence there were, agents. There were recounts in all of the swing states. There was not significant right. widespread We're trying fraud. to get recounts, real recounts, not just numbers of votes Widespread cast. corruption. There was not a sense of that. There were lawsuits, more than 50 of them, by your lawyers, some in front of Brett, judges, judges that you appointed. Look at Wisconsin. That came out with Wisconsin no evidence. Is, Brett, Wisconsin has practically admitted it was rigged. Other states are doing the same right now, and it's continuing. It was a of every election. potential case of voter fraud in six battleground states, and they found fewer than 475 cases. You know why? Because they didn't effective. look at the right things. Okay, Brett. are you going they to were be counting? They were counting ballots, not the authenticity of the ballot. The ballots were fake ballots. You had this I was asked, a very rigged. Are election. you going to go this is how you're gonna tell that independent suburban no, woman no, voter? No, we're, to vote we're for you? off to winning an election and I think we're winning very well. Uh, I got a poll just recently. I have it here I'd no, no, show no, I you. know and and I watched but the number <laughs> Freaking Brett Bear, what a clown. No shit, right? This is why people hate Fox News these days. Uh Trump on the weaponization of government. Based on the polls, I'm leading Biden by a lot. Based on the polls, I'm leading all of the Republicans by a lot, by 40 points and more. Uh, right now, I have the best polls I've ever had. People see this stuff for what it is. It's a political witch hunt. It's a continuation. Based on the polls, I'm leading... <laughs> oh, and he's talking about the indictment here. I don't want to dwell on it, but according to the indictment, you were here at Bedminster on July 21st, 2021, after you're no longer president, and you were recorded saying that you had a document detailing a plan of attack on another country that was prepared by the U.S. military for you when you were president, the Iran attack plan. You remember that? Ready? You were recorded. It wasn't a document. Okay. I had lots of paper. I had copies of newspaper articles. I had copies of magazines. I know. This I is specifically a quote. You're quoted and, on the no, recording and, saying the document was secret, adding that you could have declassified it while you were president, but, quote, now I can't. You know this is still secret, highly confidential. And the indictment cites the recording and the testimony from people in the room saying you showed it to people there that day. So you say on this on tape it says just the opposite. that you can't and, declassify and it, so you, why have it? What I said, when I said that I couldn't declassify it now, that's because I wasn't president. I, I never made any bones about that. When I'm not president, I can't declassify it. And that's what you said. You didn't I said declassify that. it. I, I said, no, no. 
I said I couldn't I de- could have but that wasn't a document. That. Brett, there was no document. That was a massive amount of papers and everything else talking about Iran and other things. And it may have been held up or may not, but that was not a document. I didn't have a document per se. There was nothing to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles. I'm just saying what the indictment says. Well, they the recording and- I'm just saying what the indictment says. I'm just reading some trash headline with claims about what you said, sir. I'm just reading these rumors. <laughs> oh, and Trump calls, calls out the grifters too. I wanted to listen to this one. That uh, something happens when people leave, they can like me very much. I have this woman named Alyssa Farah. She said the greatest things long after she left. He's the greatest president we've ever had. He was unbelievable, unbelievable. Then The View offered her a contract. But obviously, only if she changed her views and all of a sudden she can say negative things. Money gets offered to people and some people change. But, but I will people say on that list that are not taking money that decided for, that well, they're not supporting For the supporting most part, you. they are. You know, Barr did a book. Barr was a coward. The name people that you name, for every person you name, I can name 20 people that loved the administration. And maybe more importantly, the voters love the administration. The voters are dying to get back to it, Brett. The voters are tired of being laughed at all over the world. We're run by a fool. We're run by a man that doesn't have a clue. I want to talk about foreign policy, but just to leave this, you have former senior advisor Steve Cortez saying it's going to be tough for you to get the best and the brightest because of some of the name-calling of people who left. Well, so again, what do you Steve say to Cortez that? Steve Cortez is a nice person, but I didn't give him the job he wanted because I didn't think he was qualified. Then he went over to the Sanctimonious's camp. I didn't give him the job. So I'd probably say the same kind of thing if I wouldn't get a job, if somebody wants a job. And a lot of the people that you mentioned. <laughs> oh, goodbye, Fox News. Goodbye, Fox News. You can't fix stupid. All right. And today, judge orders Trump not to disclose evidence and documents case. This is, of course, a I think it was an Obama appointed judge. Something to that effect. Uh, yes. Judge Bruce. Reinhardt, who approved the warrant to search Mar-a-Lago, wrote in the order that Trump could not disclose evidence and documents case. Good old witch hunt case. It's good, though. It's great. This whole classified documents bullshit. It's so easy to see the two-tiered justice system, to see the the way the FBI and the DOJ are getting weaponized, that even... Even a lot of normies out there, a lot of people on the fence, independents, Trump haters, they're they're seeing that it's a political witch hunt. They're seeing the wannabe dictator of Joe Biden, Joe Biden's administration, what he's doing. Just look at it from that angle. Perspective is everything. In the grand scheme of things, this is good. This is a good thing that Trump's getting indicted with a trash indictment from trash judges and a trash FBI. Um, All right. Let's see here. A federal judge will decide whether Joe Biden's administration violated the First Amendment by censoring users on social media over topics like COVID and election security. Hmm. A Louisiana judge presiding the case, Trump appointee, is considering whether to intervene in communications between the U.S. government and top social media sites like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
etc. Yeah, no shit, right? I mean, the tough thing is that a lot of these social media companies, like a lot of my censorship happened right before, like right at the end of Trump's first term. But then there was a lot of social social media censorship in 2021 that we know now, good old Twitter files showing us that, yeah, yeah, the CIA, FBI, DHS, much more than many people thought were involved in talking to Twitter, Facebook, at all to get them to censor. So this is this is why the Twitter files were such a great thing is because it got the evidence into the public domain that can then be used in things like court cases. I saw so many takes. When those Twitter files were coming out, so many people's takes were like, oh, this is a nothing burger. We knew this. We knew this. Uh, We had a general idea, but we didn't have the details. We didn't have names and dates and emails on these things. We didn't have the raw evidence and data twitter files gave us that that's why the twitter files were huge and now these emails this raw data these names these dates can be used in things like court cases so um yeah and we got obama here talking about censorship too he was on cnn's podcast recently And he was talking about, what was he saying? Barack Obama, who is instrumental in fueling the media's misinformation narrative, has a new buzzword, digital fingerprints. What was Obama saying? The need for us, for the general public, this is what Obama said on the CNN podcast, the need for us, for the general public, I think, to be more discriminating consumers of news and information. Translation. Too many people waking up. We need to stop falling for the truth and get brainwashed by NBC again. Uh, The need for us to, over time, develop technologies to create watermarks or digital fingerprints so we know what is true and what is not true. Huh. He wants a watermark on everybody's social media posts to declare whether it's true or not. I mean, we already have those cards under YouTube. Granted, Twitter's community notes is badass. I love Twitter's community notes. Um, that that fact that kind of fact checking is great. Those kinds of watermarks. But what Obama wants watermarks or digital fingerprints. To know what is true and what is not true, we need to develop these technologies for watermarks, huh? <laughs> Great, do it. Then people will see those watermarks on posts, and if there's a if there's like a government watermark on a Facebook post calling it not true, then you know it is. Easy. Just, you know, backwards world, invert that. Make it easy for us. This is what the government wants you to think. So just think the opposite. And you'll be on the right path. 
And then YouTube, speaking of RFK Jr., YouTube removing RFK Jr.'s video. Uh, this is the interview he did with Jordan Peterson, where in Jordan Peterson's interview, RFK Jr. mentioned atrazine in the water that is turning the frogs gay. Which, you know, Alex Jones blowing things out of proportion, sensationalizing stuff, like he always does. That's what InfoWars must, must teach their, uh, teach their, the people they handle, their puppets. I wonder if InfoWars puppets go through, like, clickbait training. Anyway, uh, RFK Jr. bringing up that idea, which is a legitimate idea. Pesticides in the water supply, messing with hormones. Many do, many are. One of them being atrazine. RFK Jr. talked about that in the Jordan Peterson show. YouTube removes it. YouTube censors RFK Jr. for violating their vaccine misinformation policy. Yeah, there's no there's no serious contender for the de- Democrat primary. Not at all. Mm-mm. Not RFK Jr., who does podcasts with Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan and Russell Brand. Mm, no. I want to see Joe Biden do a podcast with Joe Rogan. Oh, man. How good would that be? Or if Joe Biden did a Twitter spaces with Elon. I mean, shoot. Did you listen to RFK Jr.'s Twitter spaces with Elon? Speaking of another podcast he did that Got crazy engagement. Ah, oh, God, I would love to see Joe Biden do a Twitter Spaces or a Joe Rogan podcast. Please, please, Joe Biden's handlers, give us that opportunity. I would pay money for that. <laughs> Speaking of pay money to watch a debate, I'm sure you saw this over the weekend. Peter Hotez, this guy in his little bow tie. One of the biggest, slimiest vaccine shill, big pharma clowns on the planet. A man who makes shitloads of money off vaccines, so he shills them like there's no tomorrow. Um, God. Who would you rather take health advice from? Let's just ask that question here. Would you take health advice from him? Or him? Right, uh, Peter Hotez talking shit about Joe Rogan and RFK Jr. on Twitter. So Joe Rogan calls him out, says, hey, Peter Hotez, why don't you come onto my podcast? In fact, I will pay you $100,000 to come onto my podcast to debate RFK Jr. about vaccines. And Peter Hotez, like the slimy, creepy, piece of shit, spineless coward he is, totally avoiding it. Totally avoiding it. To which, where was it? Oh, yeah. Here we go. We actually had some citizen journalists here actually see Hotez out front of his house and walk up to him and ask him about it. Okay. Oh, are you Peter Hotez? I am. Hi. Nice to meet you. How are you? Hey. So why are you not like going to debate uh, RFK on Joe Rogan's podcast? Oh come on, that's harassing. I'm just I'm just curious. What? I didn't, no, n- nothing I, hostile. Just curious. I haven't said anything one way or the other. 
I mean, are you planning on doing it? Uh, you know, I just he just invited me, so we'll see. That is a shit-eating grin of all shit-eating grins. Oh, that's harassment. You asked me a question? Ah, oh, that's harassment. And I think you should, though. Uh, well, we'll give it some. We'll give it some. Talk. Okay. Okay. And what do you have to say to people who think they're vaccine injured? Anything for them? I don't come to my house. I mean, do you have anything to say? And here's the thing. There was a bunch of people in the comments upset. Imagine harassing a pediatrician on Father's Day at their home. You're a terrible... Oh, freaking Harry Sisson. What a dipshit. What a 20-year-old dipshit. You're a terrible person. You shouldn't harass people at their homes. What planet do you live on where you think this is acceptable? What is wrong with you to go to people's homes? Um, I have no problem with that. You know why? Because this son of a bitch here completely shilled and promoted an unproven, ineffective, toxic death jab that has resulted in untold injury, probably knowingly, he didn't give a fuck. This absolute clown is involved in brainwashing untold amounts of people, lying to their faces, promoting a toxic product, and making money off of it. Oh, yeah. We should most definitely get cameras up in this asshole's face. Who cares if it's in front of his house? Who cares if it's on Father's Day? All the more power to this guy to ask him this question in front of his house. I'm all for that. Right? It's just a question. It's just a question. There's no violence here. There's no disrespect. There's no harassment. It's just a question. So, yeah. Um, these people that are upset over it, they suck. They're idiots. All right. A few more stories here. What do we got next? Ah, yes. Workers suing the Bohemian Grove over what they're calling wage theft. Workers at Bohemian Grove have filed a lawsuit alleging numerous unfair labor practices, including 16-hour workdays without breaks and a failure to pay overtime and minimum, wa minimum wages to the workers. They're not even getting minimum wage, some of them. The lawsuit was brought by former valets who worked for several years at the Bohemian Grove. Let's see. The complaint includes an allegation that the Bohemian Grove treasurer has personally directed valets to falsify payroll records and to work off the clock. Lawsuit alleges valets were paid only eight hours despite working 16 plus hours without breaks. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. The worker describes members as obscenely wealthy with private jets, million dollar cars, $200,000 watches, and homes on Billionaire's Beach in Malibu. Explained over the years the conditions of overworking and lack of pay would worsen despite promises to workers to do otherwise. These promises, kind words from some of the uh, very wealthy members, kept coming back year after year. 
unpaid overtime, all sorts of stuff. The club promised to pay them better, but never did. The members promised to compensate them, never did, even though, you know, they're billionaires. What do you expect? What do you expect? When you're working for the snobbish political elites, you're going to get treated like the slave they think you are. So, I mean, there might be a case to this lawsuit. Sure, sue them. I'm all for it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, uh, you kind of should have known that when you took the job there. That if you're going to valet for these arrogant aristocrats, then yeah, they're going to give you hardly any shekels. All right, onward to this story. How about, how about this one? FBI here. Uh, quick chat break. Got a couple shout-outs to give. Thank you, J-Vines. Now a monthly supporter on Rumble. Thank you very much, sir. Gonna get some claps, brother. Thank you for subscribing monthly on Rumble. Thought I had a couple uh, shout-outs on Foxhole to give, but the chat is gone. All right, so let's read this story here. FBI groomed a developmentally challenged 16-year-old to become a terrorist, then arrested him. Yeah, this, this one's insane. So... There's this 16-year-old kid that this undercover FBI agent got in contact with. And the undercover FBI agent posed as like an ISIS terrorist and was trying to basically groom this kid to join ISIS. And this 16-year-old kid, um, like this undercover FBI agent was like, yeah, send me money, uh, send me gift cards, I want you to buy this plane ticket and t and take a plane ride over to uh, like overseas. Even was it an overseas plane ticket? Yeah, to Egypt. I want you to book a flight to Egypt. Uh, send me a twenty-five dollar gift card. All this stuff, right? It got to a point where this kid, uh, just after he turned eighteen. is when the FBI agent started to get him to try to take the plane flights and stuff. Looks like he was being groomed for a couple of years even before that, since he was 16 years old. But um, when this kid booked his plane ticket to Egypt, he didn't end up taking it. Like, he didn't want to do it. He was having second thoughts. He missed his plane ride. The undercover FBI agent kept trying to, to groom him, basically, to take this plane ride and join ISIS, or he thought join ISIS, right? Um, but as soon as this 18-year-old kid called the FBI to report this, what he thought was an ISIS terrorist trying to get him to join, as soon as this guy called the FBI trying to turn in this undercover FBI agent, then the FBI swoops in and arrest this kid for trying to join ISIS, trying to give money to ISIS, 
and all this sort of shit. This story is crazy. It's a, there's a lot of details in this Zero Hedge article. I'm trying to paraphrase it here and give you the nitty gritty, but man. And people say the FBI has no problems there, right? Shut the hell up. Why are you gay? Talk about groomers, right? It's groomers month. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some good people that work at the FBI for sure. There's some good people that work at the CIA for sure. But there's definitely some compromised individuals at these organizations. Definitely people who go on power trips, who use the power they obtain that they have with their clearances and in their programs to just do the shadiest of shit. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, another shout out. Appreciate it, Trumper Mike. Am I doing Eye of the Storm tomorrow night? Yes, by the way. I will be on with Stormy Patriot Joe and Paul Abcon tomorrow on Badlands Media. So if you guys are bored tomorrow night, go find me on the Eye of the Storm show on Badlands Media. I'll be hanging out with them and we'll be talking I think we're going to we're going to dive quite deep into some of these UFO stories. I think they want to talk about that and we'll see what else they want to bring up, but um, I think their show is more of a Q-focused show, so we'll probably talk about the Q-drops that we're relating to the UFO subject and whatnot, but we'll, of course, talk about some of the recent news stories as well. So, appreciate the donation, Trumper Mike, and thank you, Sean Joe and Trump Red Pill over there on Foxhole. See those gold pills. Thank you, guys. Few more stories here. The American Medical Association says that body mass index, the body mass index rating is racist. Racist. Weight indicators are now racist because measurement was designed based on white bodies in the 19th century. Oh my God. It's a body mass index. They could use all black people. The body mass index is going to end up the same. They could use all brown people. The body ma they could use all midgets. The body mass index rating system is going to end up the same because it's just a ratio. <laughs> American Medical Association says that the BMI is racist. Oh my God. Everything woke turns to shit. I do agree that the BMI rating system is too broad to really rep reflect an individual's health somewhat. The body mass index, to an extent, is helpful to gauge obesity and overweightness, but it doesn't necessarily reflect the muscle, muscle weight somebody may carry. So, you know, I've met dudes who were 5'10", but 210 pounds, and they were absolutely jacked. Their BMI rating would have rated overweight 
even nearly obese when they weren't obese at all. They just had freaking tons of muscle on their bones. So yeah, the BMI body mass index scale is not too reliable. Although calling it freaking racist, hot shit. Then we got Johns Hopkins over here. Um, <laughs> they they changed the definition of lesbian to remove the word women because genderism or whatever. So they changed the definition of lesbian to non-man attracted to non-men. Non-man attracted to non-men. Apparently that got them some backlash. So by trying to be Woke and inclusive, they upset some people and completely took down the definition of lesbian off of their online glossary. This, I'm no biologist, but uh, you just can't make them happy, right? That's like Bud Light. Bud Light does their Dylan Mulvaney ad campaign piss off one side of the political spectrum, try to make up for it with some conservative virtue signaling advertisement. I don't know. Then the other side of the political spectrum gets pissed. You just... Don't even try. Don't even dare try to dip your toe into the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion waters, because you're just going to piss off everybody. And here's a stat, a new stat that came out today from Acumen Research. The global sex reassignment surgery market revenue is poised to garner $3.2 billion by nine years from now with a growth rate of 20% year after year. Mind you, that's just the sex reassignment surgery market, which is... A drop in the bucket compared to the greater money that Big Pharma is making from the transgender agenda. Because you also have to take into account the hormones that they're taking, oftentimes for years. And they have to get them refilled, what, on a monthly basis? So you got the hormone drugs, you've got the surgeries, you've got... And that's just the sex reassignment surgery category, which like the top surgeries of the mastectomies might not even be categorized as. So this surgery number could be bigger when you encompass the other surgeries included in making, doing the transgender stuff. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Then you got, like I said, the pills, the hormones. Then you've got possibly the neurological drugs that they may or may not end up on when they're so depressed over what they did to themselves. So I've, I've seen some stats. I was reading a Substack article a few months back detailing the greater, the, the all the money that Big Pharma is making from the gender agenda. And it could be upwards of 30 to $50 billion a year when you factor in all those different things. 
from hormones to surgeries to all that stuff. Could explain it. Could explain it. Could explain why it's pushed so hard because Big Pharma is making a pretty penny off it. I mean, you think they made their money off vaccines. 2021, 2022, they made shitloads of money off those COVID vaccines. But now that money's fading away. So they're going to have to find another grift. And once this grift dries up, they're going to have to find another grift. Whether that's a vaccine or some social movement that gets everybody sucking at the teat of big pharma. Whatever it is. It's insane. So that explains one aspect of the gender agenda. Two more stories. The world's first artificial intelligence disc jockey hits the airwaves in Oregon. I mean, if it's in Oregon, you're probably going to get more personality out of an AI DJ than you would a human DJ. Radio GPT, they're calling it. How do you uh, how do you like that, guys? How do you like our whole society going on to the Matrix? AI DJs, you could be listening to the radio. You're not even listening to a uh, actual human. It's just some bot program. Shoot, a, a bunch of the comments I'm already getting on Twitter and Telegram are probably bots. <laughs> Man. Man. Uh, protect your kids from this shit. That's all I got to say about that. And then uh, Republican congressman says government covered up Roswell UFO crash. In an interview with Newsmax, Republican Congressman Tim Burchett. No problems talking about Roswell and the government covering it up, which is actually pretty based. Pretty badass. Tim Burchett has been, has been really outspoken on the UFO issue for the last few months, which I find to be a blessing and a curse. I think it's really cool he's so outspoken against it, or, or for it, or about it. Let's say about it. I'm not saying for or against it. He's he's just been outspoken about it. So he's helping get the issue out there and talked about and getting it past the ridicule factor, the giggle factor that a lot of people are still stuck at. But in the same vein, of course, it's, it's a curse. It's very dangerous when a gentleman with this notoriety, particularly a congressman, believes the mainstream narratives that are being sold about UFOs, right? A lot of those mainstream propagandist narratives, half-truth narratives going on about there, going on out there about UFOs. And uh, I think Tim Burchett might be falling for those, but this is pretty neat. I want to pivot here and this, but also this also goes to the issue of transparency. You've been hot on the subject of UFOs for quite some time uh, while you've been in Congress. Now there's a chance that a so-called whistleblower uh, could come to testify before Congress saying that the government is covering up the existence of extraterrestrials. You commented on this earlier this week. Do you believe there's a cover-up, sir? I do, 100%. Since 1947, Roswell, you had military intelligence come out 
the military said, we've recovered the saucer. And then the next day they trot this poor officer out and claim he holds up a piece of a hot air balloon and says, no, in fact, it was a hot air balloon, which apparently was a top secret program at the time and they never would have disclosed it anyway. Military intelligence is like congressional ethics. It just doesn't exist. <laughs> and I know the man that they're talking about, he's a decorated veteran. Um, that doesn't mean a lot in Washington, D.C., but dadgummit in Tennessee, it sure means a heck of a lot. Yeah, see, that's a little naive on his part. Oh, just because this guy is decorated means we have to listen to him. Well, gosh, down there in Tennessee, you better not be that naive, Mr. Tim. Uh, yeah, so... Anyway, this UFO so-called whistleblower guy, n nothing he said was direct evidence. It was all rumor and hearsay that he was bringing forth. And in my opinion, it's a part of a political agenda. It's part of a, a grander psyop. This guy was probably groomed to come out with his narratives, especially if the Pentagon approves it. So, well, gosh done there, Tim Burchett. I hope you aren't so gullible when you listen to this guy and ask him questions. So, um, like I said, it's good that people are talking about it. It's bad that they're falling for the propaganda about it. And back to the chat. Thank you, Polly, for those gold pills. Thank you, Trump Red Pill, for a few more. School or prison. Appreciate that rumble rant, brother. Jordan, American Military News said dozens of CIA informants killed, captured, or compromised. Um, You got a link? Or any more details on that? Are you talking about a recent story, like today or this week but yeah let me know more details on that if you could and i can offer more of a comment feel free to send me a link in the chat too i can pull it up here live and take a look at it chat says i wonder if there is an election on who gets the ufo conspiracy spokesman in congress you wonder if there is an election on who gets the UFO conspiracy spokesman in Congress. What do you mean? Like they're battling over him? Or who's going to be? I mean, you can kind of tell in the, in the UFO community, there's a lot of quite arrogant individuals who really want to be, they want to be the disclosure guy. There's a bunch of people who are really full of themselves, who they, they want to be the person. You got like Greer out there and uh, a few others, who I'm not going to name here. Quite a few others, but they want to be Mr. Disclosure. Pretty funny. Stop with the idiotic Tennessee accent. As a huge fan of yours and a Tennessean, your condescension isn't necessary. Yeah, don't get triggered. Over my shitty accent. Clearly, I'm talking about this gentleman's naive statements that he's making. Not talking about Tennesseans. Come on now. Uh, oh, your American military news story about the dozens of CIA informants killed is from October 2021. Okay, a couple of years old. 
Is that related to the uh, leak of Chinese assets? Yeah, I think this is related to that. Bob Lazar. Um, I think Bob Lazar was being honest in what he was saying. I think he was saying things that he believed was truthful, but I don't think Bob Lazar was telling the truth. If you understand what I'm saying there, right? Bob Lazar could have been given, given information that he believed was true and then repeated that, not realizing what he was given or what he saw or what he experienced could have been contorted for an agenda. You understand? And I think that happens quite a bit. Could be happening with our new UFO whistleblower that could be going to Congress in that individual in the intelligence community you've got some some group shadowy group that realizes they can leverage this guy and his personality against him they give him some information that he thinks is true he's bringing it public meanwhile it's actually a bit of disinformation to sort of psyop that he doesn't realize is untrue so I don't think Bob Lazar was telling us the truth, but I don't think Bob Lazar was being dishonest. And there was likely some threads of truth amongst the untruths, as there usually is. Bob Lazar has been on Coast to Coast for years, there's a Netflix documentary about Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar was on Joe Rogan's podcast. So just the simple fact that him and his story is so mainstream, that's one of the reasons it leads me to believe that there's threads of disinformation in there. Chat says Lazar is legit, end of story. But what does that mean? Somebody could be legit, i.e. honest, but that doesn't mean they're telling the truth. There's nuance there, and this nuance is crucial. Honesty and telling the truth aren't always hand in hand. You can be honest and not tell the truth at the same time. Legit, but an unwitting asset. That's getting into more of the nuance behind it, as they call them useful idiots. Useful idiots are all over the place. They're everywhere. Shoot. Everybody's a useful idiot at some point in their life, right? I know I have been.
Yeah, I do believe Bob Lazar told the story as best he could. And I didn't perceive any deception. Witting deception from Bob Lazar. So I think Bob Lazar was an honest guy. But again, he may not have known that he was relaying misinformation with his testimony, which is usually the case. Right? Because if you, I mean, for somebody to knowingly lie, it's quite difficult to have the consistency for that amount of time to just keep lying and keep lying, maintain that lie and not get caught. Because at some point, they're going to slip up. There's going to be a Freudian slip, or their story's going to break. They're going to contradict themselves. It's very difficult. So it's far easier to find somebody who doesn't realize they're, they're lying, doesn't realize they're promoting misinformation, and give them that bit of misinfo that they're going to repeat and repeat and repeat. Because then they're going to have the resonance of truth in their voice, but promote that misinfo and that person will never have a guilty conscience because they don't realize what they're doing um they're going to maintain the consistency of the story because they truly believe it what things did bob say that were not true i honestly don't really resonate with the element 115 thing um, and there's a few other aspects of his story that I don't know about. Was Bob Lazar ever on the Art Bell show? Probably. Uh, he was... Um, when did George Knapp start filling in f on Coast to Coast? Bob Lazar was probably... Because it was George Knapp that brought Bob Lazar public back in the 90s. So, yeah, I imagine Bob Lazar was probably on an Art Bell show. Or maybe when George Norrie took over or George Knapp uh, guest-hosted Coast to Coast that Bob Lazar probably came on. And Bob Lazar is just one small piece, one small aspect of a huge UFO topic. Most people are only familiar with Bob Lazar because um, he's on Netflix. So most of their UFO research doesn't go beyond a Netflix documentary or what's on Amazon. So... Lazar is a tiny piece in the huge, I mean, there's so many different books and testimonies and I hesitate to say whistleblowers, but call them witnesses, I suppose. And it's so murky. It's so murky because there's so many um, rumors presented as fact, so many different testimonies and whatnot that you really have to 
put in the effort to separate the verifiable from the speculatory and then with the speculatory do your best to make a solid case for what you're going to believe i suppose we could say uh chat says shouldn't it be a red flag if they're on netflix or amazon anyhow uh there's a difference between netflix and amazon so if it's on netflix yes because netflix has basically sole discretion as to what goes up on their platform with amazon you can independently publish on amazon so amazon's different you'd really want to take a look at the production company putting it out on amazon because filmmakers can independently publish through amazon so just because it's on amazon doesn't necessarily make it a red flag but netflix i would say yes because you can't independently publish on Netflix. They have to do it for you. So then, you know, you're gonna wanna be careful with that. Chat says, it's getting hard to find the truth out there. So many psyops going throughout history. Exactly, 100%. So you really have to get into a comfortable space of not knowing. You see, in a lot of people's egos, it's uncomfortable when they don't know something. So they will go through this mental gymnastics to believe, just to just feel comfortable with, with a certain belief whether they get brainwashed by the mainstream media or the universities, or they find some crazy-ass narrative on social media or some YouTube video they want to believe. It's just comforting, comforting to them to have an answer. So, in my opinion, we need to get comfortable not having an answer and not just believing a thing for the sake of believing a thing and having an answer that puts us at ease. Because yes, there's so many freaking psyops going on out there about everything throughout history. So many. How do we know? How do we know? this happened or that happened or this person said that thing or, or whatever right it's tough it's tough it truly is that's why beliefs can be dangerous things you don't want to have a rigid belief systems you want to be able to change your beliefs in the face of good evidence or be in a space of being able to hold an idea as a possibility, but maintain it in that space. And just say, eh, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, or maybe this could be over here, or this could be possibilities. Um,
Beliefs are beliefs can be dangerous. They really can. Yeah, chat over on Foxhole. I see you guys talking about T Towns and Brown, Electrogravitics and all that. See, that's mm, that's one aspect of Bob Lazar's testimony where I'm like, I don't know, because he seems so adamant. Or he seems to suggest that these black projects were so adamant about having an element, a physical element necessary to create a levitating function in a craft. But then I'm here looking at all this research from the likes of T. Townsend Brown and Victor Schauberger and John Hutchinson and all these others where they were, they were able to create levitation, electrogravitic propulsion, simply through the use of energy fields. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, is that an aspect of misinformation to get us so obsessed with a physical compound, thinking that that's what's necessary to create levitation when it's not the case? You can create levitation through field, field propulsion. So that's why one of the, the element 115 aspect of Lazar's story, I'm like, hmm, might be something up there. Like a kind of misdirection, right? Yeah, right, discernment. It's a real life superpower, says Chet. Hey, it's a superpower that any of us can attain, but it takes work, takes effort to hone that discernment. A lot of people think they're just given discernment or they can pray for it, but action is required to build it, a doing. Not just a thinking, you can't think yourself into better discernment, but you actually have to, you actually have to put in effort and do. And then of course, a lot of people, they run their discernment off feeling. Which is dangerous. But you must actively put in the effort to research, to verify, to experience, to... Right? Takes time. Effort. You can't just think yourself into having bigger biceps. Although I wish you could. Discernment takes humility. Have to be able to adjust when you're wrong, indeed.
I was reading, um, I've been reading some psychology lately and I'm, uh, I've been reading a Carl Jung book and, uh, there was an interesting passage in it where he was talking about humility and I think he was discussing an experience that he had with a patient and once he was giving his patient the knowledge of the collective unconscious and the way certain archetypes will express through all of our collective unconscious. He was basically educating his patient on all this stuff, all this psychological stuff. And his, through the act of acquiring this knowledge, his patient believed himself to to be more humble and um it was almost paradoxical in the way that he became so humble that it polarized himself into becoming so prideful and that through his humility he began to think himself as being it essentially inflated his ego and he he thought himself to be far more than he really was because of his humility, which then wouldn't have been true humility, of course, but why don't I ever mention he said he ranch? I do from time to time, but, um, yeah, I just haven't been there in years. Peter Hotez equals team genocide. <laughs> nice. Need to get a shirt. It says team genocide and it has Fauci, Bill Gates, Peter Hotez on there. Input on mixing GABA with melatonin for a sleep aid or recommendations. Yeah, melatonin and GABA should do the trick. If you're going to do melatonin, though, number one, start light. I would start with like a three milligram dose. And you don't want to take it forever. Your, your body, your brain can become dependent on melatonin if you take it for a long time every night. So I would cycle with it, maybe try it for a week, week off, week on, week off, week on, something like that. But yeah. Also, you can try mugwort tea or any kind of relaxing tea like kava could help too. But man, I've been doing mugwort tea lately and that shit, number one, mugwort does um, relax your GABA receptors, or it does something with the GABA receptors in your brain. So it makes you more tired. It's like a natural GABA inhibitor. And uh, your dream recall is incredible drinking mugwort. It's my new favorite thing to do before bed. Your dream recall is just incredibly vivid. 
The same compound in mugwort is what is in absinthe. The absinthe drink, the spirit, alcohol. The same psychoactive compound in absinthe is also found in mugwort plant. So you can drink mugwort tea and do it like an hour before bed and you will pass the F out and have some serious dream recall. It's trippy. Chat says you drank blue lotus tea for a month or two and you liked it. I never drank blue lotus tea, but uh, I smoked blue lotus once. It was nice. Had a good taste. Yeah, I would not take the mugwort with GABA or melatonin, to, though. I would just do the mugwort on its own. Uh, recommendation on where to find it. I have no idea. Maybe iHerb.com, I suppose. Variety of mugwort teas you can probably find out there. <laughs> Chat says... When you smoke weed, you never remember your dreams. Challenge accepted. <laughs> gulp, gulp. Let's see which herb wins. Is there a sluggish feeling when you wake up with a mugwort? Um, no. I haven't noticed it. Yeah, it's one thing about weed is just like no dream recall. Which I don't like. I think dreams are an important aspect of your consciousness. I do miss weed though. It's been a while. What do we think about ley lines? I, I do think there's something there. I do. Have I ever gotten to lucid dreaming? I've had a few quite lucid dreams. 
in my life, but not to a point where I'm trying to induce lucid dreamings and going through advanced ways of trying to do that. Not necessarily, no. I'm more of a trying to find the symbolic meaning of dreams kind of person to be able to integrate what your unconscious is trying to tell you into your conscious mind to heal, maybe we could say. But the lucid part, I mean, you're already conscious enough for 16 hours a day, so why would I try to be conscious in my dream why not just let the dream take you for a ride and see where you end up? Yeah, but you know, you're in the dream state. Yeah, to be able to fly. You got me there. All right, guys, good chat tonight. I'm going to head out. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Tomorrow, remember, Eye of the Storm on Badlands Media. I'm not sure what time, though. Mm, what time's their show on? Um, evening sometime. And then I will be back here on Wednesday. Appreciate you guys. Yes, I'm aware absinthe is made from wormwood. Chat says, reading a FOIA from the Army about the Gateway Project and Monroe Institute. Yeah, the Gateway Project was the CIA program where they were studying remote viewing. I think that was back in the 70s, wasn't it? So... I think I've seen that FOIA you're talking about. Interesting FOIA. But I would not be shocked if that's not everything the intelligence community knows about remote viewing. All right, guys. Good chat. Thank you. I will see you either tomorrow on Badlands or in a couple of days. Later. You have a good night.